Morning, church. Morning. We need to dismiss the little kids, right? Little kids for children's church. Uh, let's just all talk about how precious it was to hear Paisley up here. That was, I mean, bro, I got teary-eyed in the back. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, young ladies, if you could help hand out the elements this morning. Oh, yeah, come on, Kim. Okay, don't say anything. Only because I have to read from my phone. <laughs> okay. We're passing out the Lord's Supper. From 1 Corinthians, we read this every time. Well, I don't read it every time. Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And you're going to all be taking bread right now. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he returns. So let's let them hand that out. Uh, men's breakfast yesterday, man. We had a packed house. 12 guys. Listen, if you're not getting the message for the men's breakfast, come see me or Will or somebody after, and we'll make sure to get you on our text chain because I like to get everybody there. But we had, a great, we had a great time fellowshipping. While they're also handing those out, can you guys bring up the home group slide in the presentation? just want to talk about that. Take a look at this, you guys. Home groups are coming. It says we need hosts for home groups. Really, we're looking for minimal five. Five. Why? Because I'd like to an opportunity that there'd be a group meeting somewhere Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that if you're only free on Thursday and you would like to go and support or join the home group, you would be able to go. Not because the only home groups we run would be on Tuesday nights. So I think it's healthy that there's an option for each night. What we're looking for when it says we need a, a place to host is that that could be you at your home or that could be you saying, I'm going to go find a place to host a group. And you could ask your friend or your neighbor and say, hey, I, I would like to host here for a month and we'll bring foods and snacks and we're going to talk about what happened at church this last Sunday and it's a really cool thing. I've been a part of these kind of small groups. Some of you who have been here a long time have been a part of groups like this. And so I think it's going to be a good way for us to grow, branch out, and really dig in, dig our heels into our communities rather than just digging our heels in here on Sunday morning. And so, you know, if you ask people why they don't go to church, the majority of people who don't go to church will say they don't go to church because they've never been invited. It's a pretty sad statistic. 
Thank you, sweetie. So anyway, so that's kind of what I'm envisioning. If you are interested, we'll outline that word interested. I'd like to do that. I'd like to help out. I want to know more about it. I don't know if I want to do it, but I'm interested. Any of that. If the word interest came into your mind, like I want to be involved in small group in some way, come see me, Bibi, Dale, or anybody else that you see here every week. Come grab one of us and talk to us, and, and we'll start. We, we got to launch, but we got to have we got to have people who are willing to to step up to the plate. You know, and we're talking about rising up this year. Once you guys are ready, let me know. We're talking about is this one dead? You're good. We're talking. I didn't want to get too close to that. We're talking about rising up this year. Now get to your feet, rise up. Me as a believer, my goal every day in the subconscious, I tell people this. Something started occurring in me many, many years ago in the subconscious. Every day. How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better follower of Christ? How can I be a better employee? How can I be better? Okay? That's something that just goes on deep inside of me. I want that to be your focus this year in your relationship with Christ. How can I do this better than what I've been doing? Even if I've been doing it for 30 years. How can I level up? What, what can I do next? What's the next mission? And we've been talking about that in a three-week, we're, we're in a seven-week series right now of steps and habits to start building ourselves up. And then we'll spend the rest of the year going through more scripture and building each other up. Amen? Okay. So as Paul instructed us, these were instructions to partake in the Lord's Supper. We don't do this every month to be ritualistic. We do this every month because we do this in what it said. We do this in remembrance of Christ. We do this to proclaim that we believe that Jesus was raised on the third day and that he's going to return, right? Amen? And this, this bread represents the body that was broken for us, and we eat it in remembrance of him, and this blood represents his blood, the new covenant, and we do it in remembrance of him for our salvation. Amen? Amen. Father, I give thanks to you today for this bread, Lord, that your body was broken on that cross, Lord, and you paid the penalties of all of our sins, Lord. I thank you for that. We lift you up, Lord. We honor you. We cannot wait for you to return. We hope you come today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may eat the bread. Half of you were like, whoa, I haven't even lived my life yet. <laughs> what do you mean he's coming today? Father, we give thanks for this cup, Lord. It represents the blood that was shed, Lord, the blood of the new covenant, the blood of your salvation on us, Lord. I thank you for this. We do this in remembrance of you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may drink. Okay. If I use my glasses, don't laugh. It's getting worse. I have an 18 font and it's still fuzzy. Okay. Have you ever heard the phrase, be careful what you wish for? Yeah. It's my favorite one, right? Be careful what you wish for. How about the true statement of, be careful what you pray for, you might just get it. Why do we say that? Why do we say that? You know, there's a reason that I call that a true statement. I said phrase, be careful what you wish for. I said true statement, be careful what you pray for. Right? We're talking about leveling up, yes? 
We're rising up. Everybody's moving up a layer. So you know, the only way we can do that is we have to be offended in our current position and realize that our complacency or our, 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 our comfort zone is that it's too comfortable. We have to get out of it. And pastor has to offend that, right? I do this all the time. So what would you say if I told you that a large part, large, large part of your faith lies within yourself and you're not using it properly? Would that offend you? Or make you wonder, what am I talking about? What's he talking about? A large part of my faith lies within me and I'm not using it properly. That's what I said. Have you ever heard a prayer? <laughs> Have you ever heard a prayer or said a prayer that sounded like this? Person's right here. Dear Lord, please heal Tommy. He's this. If it be your will, Lord, please heal him. You heard that prayer? You said that prayer? You're doing it wrong. What? Well, I'm going to tell you today, Mike. I love the if it be your will, Lord. You know what those sound like to me? I really, 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 really hope you do this. That's what you're doing. You're leaving yourself an out if God doesn't do it. You left yourself an out because they'll say, well, he prayed for me, but it didn't happen. But he did say if it was God's will, so I can't really blame him for it. You're leaving yourself an out. How about if your prayer sounded like this? You got me on this? Thomas, in the name of Jesus, I pray healing over this affliction. Amen. Did you hear the difference? Did you see the difference? You know why people don't do this? Because they really, 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 really don't know if it's going to happen. Why? Why do we do that? How about this one? Lord, I'm going to do this, and I pray right now that you walk with me through it. I like that confident. Not, Lord, tell me if this is what you want me to do. Nope. Lord, I'm doing this. You've led me this direction. This is the path you've led me on. I'm going to go in this direction, and I trust and believe that you're going with me. I've lived my life like that for 40 years, and look where I'm at today. And I've gone some, down some stinky paths. But God's always stuck with me. He like had a plan. He's like, oh, he went down. I told, didn't want him to go that way, but that's all right. He needs to go that way. Do you want to know why we pray the first way instead of the second way? Because we don't believe. Deep inside ourselves, we don't believe that we truly have the power and authority given to us to do it. You 99% believe it. It's in your word. You sing about it. You pray about it on the way to work. Because you're 99.998% sure. What did I talk to you guys about moving mountains? 
What did we talk about? You know why I said, how many of us have prayed when you were in the mountains? You were at Tahoe. You were in Truckee. You were in Colorado. I don't care where you were. You were 12. You were 17. You were 46. You looked at a mountain and you said, all right, my Bible says I can do this. Mountain, move. Nothing happened. Because I really, 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 really want it to happen. But I don't really, 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 really believe it'll happen. What a scary thought. Power and authority. You know who preached on that? Mark. And I loved it. You know what Mark called power and authority? Power is the gun and authority is the badge. And you've been given both by Christ. Do you remember what Jesus said in John 14, 12? You will do the same works I have done, even greater. Lazarus, come out of the tomb. What happened? He did. Lord, please wake up Lazarus and let him come out. Is that what Jesus said? No. But that's the way we've watered it down. I'm going to pray for you. Pray for them now. Pray with them. Pray on them. What do you, what do you mean, Pastor? We don't, we don't believe we truly have that power and authority to do these things. What do I mean? I mean, we don't believe our faith is strong enough. We doubt ourselves. We don't believe we actually can do these things. We really hope we can, and we believe that we've done it sometimes, but it's been a 50-50, more like a 10-90. So you're like, you're like, man, I'm 10 for, I'm one for nine on this praying for people and them getting healed. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Instead of growing in your faith, you're growing in your doubt. Here, how about this one? This is the saddest part, but it's the truth when I say this. You don't trust God to act when you speak. You hope. He's going to act when you speak. You don't trust that he will. Lord, please heal Thomas. Let it be your will. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I've been given the power and authority to pray healing over your life. I pray healing over your body. In Jesus' name, amen. Am I asking it to be anybody's will? Did Jesus ask it would be the will when he called Lazarus out of the tomb? No. Let me read you two quick stories so that I don't lose you. These are not in your notes. Matthew 8. But the Roman officer interjected, Lord... Who am I to have you come into my house? I understand your authority. For I too am a man who walks under authority, and I have authority over soldiers who serve under me. I can tell one to go, and he'll go. And another to come, and he'll come. I command my servants, and they'll do whatever I ask. So I know 
I know that all you need to do is stand here and command healing over my son and he will be instantly healed. That's faith. But the Roman officer, oh, that's a repeat. So, there you go. What did Jesus tell him? Jesus was astonished when he heard this and said to those who were following him, he has greater faith than anyone I've encountered in Israel. Are you the Roman officer? Or are you the pack of people who are following Jesus for the last 40 years since 1980 who don't have the faith of the Roman officer? Because that's what Jesus said about everybody that was following him. You know who was following him at this time? Twelve dudes called his disciples. They were his buddies. I believe in this statement he's saying that this man's faith was stronger than theirs. Would he not be saying that? You ever read between the lines? He didn't say, this man's faith is stronger than everybody else that follows me except for my 12 followers, except for my 12 disciples. Nope. He said, this man's faith is stronger than anyone following me in all of Israel. Okay? Let me read another story to you. Acts chapter 3. You know what happened in Acts chapter 1, chapter 2? Pentecost. Power of the Holy Spirit came down on the believers. Amen? So now in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit living in you right now, the same Holy Spirit living within you right now. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple when he saw Peter and John about to enter. He asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I'll give you what I have. What did he have? Power and authority. And faith. I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Hold on, bud. I know you want silver and gold. Just one second. Lord, you've put us through a lot the last few years. We have followed you faithfully. I denied you three times on the night of your persecution. I saw you raised from the dead. I saw you alive and well. I know you're in heaven. I know you're seated at the right hand of God. Your Holy Spirit is upon me. Will you please heal this man? In your name, Lord, if it be your will, heal this man. Is that what happened? No. no. But that's what I hear everywhere I go. 
I've even heard myself say it. I catch myself doing that. It says, then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. Get up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were what? Instantly healed. Power, authority, faith, belief, 100%. Not watered down, not lukewarm, not questioned, and not filled with doubt. People who are rising up and leveling up their faith have learned to speak the word over their lives. Did you know that I tell you it's okay for you to speak the power and word of God over your own life? I had a pastor, he had something, he came to church and he said he had something that was growing on his chest like a growth. BB remembers this story. He came to church and he's like, this thing started growing on my chest about a month ago. It was really weird like a growth. I was going to go to the doctor, he said, but instead I said to it, hey, go away in the name of Jesus. And he said over about a week it went away. Some weird growth. Did he say, Lord, please take this oddly growing thing off my chest? No. He commanded it to go away. And I know that man's faith is strong. Strong. People who are rising up and leveling up their faith have learned to speak the word over their lives. They have learned to speak the word over the lives of those around them. Believer or non-believer? Was the beggar at the gate a believer? We don't know. Did Peter ask him? Hey man, you got hey man, I'm hungry. Hold on, buddy. I'm about to give you something more than that, but before we do, I need to ask you the three ultimate questions. Do you believe that God was the one? He didn't go through all that. He didn't ask him if he was a believer. He just did it. That lame man didn't have to be a believer to be healed. This is all God's creation. And God has authority and power over all of it. And he's given you that same power and authority because he said you will do even greater works than me. When you pray, you always pray, dear God, who did God give all authority in heaven to? Jesus. To Jesus. I've given you all Power, and I've given you all authority in heaven and on earth. They have learned to speak the word over the lives of those around them. They understand it is the matter of life or death. And they understand the power and authority given to them. If we're going to rise up this year, you better start understanding the badge and the weapon you carry and how to use it. How often do you pray that way? I don't need any answers. I want you to think about it. You may sit in the back and I may come down and you may say, Pastor, you know, three years ago I prayed for somebody like that and they were healed. Or you may come to me and say, I've never prayed like that for anybody. I needed to hear that today. I don't know. I just, I just come up here and put what God puts on my heart. Speak the word. The word is power and authority. In your bullet points, we're in week three, but we've gone through three. I got one, two, and three up here. Number one was what? 
Feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word of God. We talked in week one about reading your Bible. Right? We talked about reading your Bible. Number two, we talked about build your faith. Building your faith. And number three, we talk today about speak the word. Speak the word. Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I like that. The tongue is a powerful weapon. Do you remember when I said be careful what you pray for? You might just get it. If you have the power to speak life and healing, then you also have the power to speak the opposites. Be careful with the power and authority given to you. Don't curse people. Man, this guy cut me off. I'm so, he's going to make me late. I hope that guy's tire blows out. Guy's tire might blow out. And on top of that, he may wreck and hit somebody else's car. And a child may be involved in an accident. And somebody might not make it. Would you believe me if I told you that your cursing of that person put that situation on them? I'm here to tell you it might have. Be careful what you say. The tongue is a powerful weapon. It can be used for good or evil. We all know this. I think I've told this story, maybe. Pretty sure I have. I've been saying it long enough. I'm sure I've said it up here. You got the little kid who was having anger problems, and his dad told him to go nail a nail in the fence every time he got angry as a lesson. And eventually the kid got tired of nailing nails in the fence. His arms were tired. His hands were hurting. So he stopped being angry. And then his dad said, now, every time that you don't act out in anger, go remove a nail from the fence. And he did. And once he was all done and all the nails were removed, he looked at his father and he said, now what are we going to do about the holes? And he said, there's nothing we can do. Those scars will be there forever. You can't take back what you say. The tongue is a powerful weapon. It can speak life and it can also speak death. Be careful what you say to your kids. Be careful what you say to your loved ones. Be careful what you say to your neighbors. You guys know the old statement. One, one screw up ruins 17 attaboys. You could have 17 attaboys in my book and the minute you do something wrong, the only thing I ever remember from that day on forever is the one thing that you did wrong. Why is that? Why do we do that as people? Why? The tongue is a powerful weapon. A, it can be used to build up. I want to see us building each other up. We're a church. Speak life over Dan. Speak life over Elena. Speak life over our youth. Speak life over our pastor's wife. Speak life over our worship team. Speak life over these empty seats. Don't ask God to fill it. 
Tell somebody to come and sit down. Tell God to put someone in that seat. Don't ask him. Just say, you know, God, let's put someone here. Right there, Lord. Put somebody. Thank you. Thank him in advance. I <laughs> like that. Thank him in advance. Lord, I want you to put somebody there. I know you're going to do it. Thanks in advance. We'll see him next week. Do you really, 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 really believe? Two. So if you got one, obviously bullet point B is going to be the opposite, right? I said it can be used to build up. Well, it can be used to tear down. The tongue is a powerful weapon. So what am I telling you to do with it? See, it should be used to empower the believer. You are the believer. You have power and authority given to you to say, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Empower yourself with your tongue. Let's move into this other verse, man. This is a strong verse right here. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Truly I tell you, truly, I like when Jesus says that. That's like one of those God things where God says, test me in this. In Malachi, when God says, test me in this, how about when Jesus looks at a group of people and he says, truly, I tell you. Like in other words, mark my words. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that they that what they say will happen. It will be done for them. Do you know why Lazarus came out of the tomb? Because Jesus believed and knew that he was going to come out of the tomb if he commanded them to. Do you know why the beggar got up and was healed? Because when Peter told him, get up and be healed in the name of Jesus, Peter knew and believed it was going to happen. He did not doubt it. Pastor, how do I not doubt it? I don't know. I don't, I don't really have the answer to that question except spend all your time in the word of God. Actually, I do have the answer. It's coming later. <laughs> okay. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer... Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Number two then, God has empowered you. The same power and speech that he has. Well, what did God do? God spoke the world into existence. Wow. Wow. Bullet point B, Jesus told Lazarus to come out of that tomb. I like that I got to build you guys up last week with the really, 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 really hope. Do you really, 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 really hope? Or do you believe? Because really, 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 really hope is filled with doubt. Matthew 21, 21 and 22. 
I pulled this from the Passion Translation. Jesus replied, listen to the truth. Listen to the truth. This is the same thing from Mark. If you do not doubt God's power and speak out of faith's fullness, you can also speak to a tree and it will wither away. Do you remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree? Do you remember a few minutes ago I told you you had the power to speak life and death? Even more than that, you could say to this mountain, be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and it will be done. Everything you pray for with the fullness of faith you will receive. So, number three, some new habits of speaking life. This is your habit list. This is your habit list. Number A, bullet point A, speak life. Speak life on yourself. Speak health over yourself. Speak good things over yourself. If you sit there and say bad things about yourself all the time, guess what? You're probably not too happy every time you look in the mirror at yourself. Speak healing. I said speak healing. What does speak healing sound like? It sounds like prayer B earlier. Remember prayer A? Speak healing. Lord, please, if it be your will, will you make this person better? If it be your will, in Jesus' name, amen. That was the most doubt-filled, I've got to have a way out prayer I've heard. Sorry. I'm listening with the same two ears that you have. No, the prayer sounds like this. We got this one. Get up and walk in the name of Jesus. Speak healing is your new habit. You're going to speak life over yourself, and you're going to speak healing. Stop healing people if it be the will, and please let it happen, and I really hope. Speak it. Tell God this is what you're doing. This is what we need here. Let's do this. That's what I read in my Bible. It's like everywhere they did. Jesus did it. Peter did it. All these people did it. But then when someone gets up here and says it, you're like, whoa, now. That's not what I was taught. Well, I don't know what you were taught, but we read the same Bible. And what I read here is that you just say it and believe it's going to be done, and it's done. That's the Bible I read. It's been around since before I was born. Gideons were here last week. They've been putting it all around the world. Same Bible. Speak blessing. Do you speak blessing on people? Let me give you an example of the blessing prayer. Lord, Tommy's really struggling. And he applied for this job. Please help him get it. Lord, give Tommy that job. Amen. Lord, Tommy needs that job. Make it happen. Amen. See the difference in the prayer? Are you speaking it or are you wishing it? Are you hoping it? You got to speak power. You have power and authority. 
If you have the same power that Jesus did, he told some guy to come out of the tomb who was dead. So why would God not easily be like, I'll get right on that. Oh, you love this person the way I love you? Oh, they love their kids? Oh, they've come to know me or they're on their way to know me in three years? No problem. Why would God not do that? I'll tell you why he doesn't do it. You know that he probably sits up there all the time and goes, man, I wish these people would, would just tell me what they really, what, what, what needs to happen. I've given them the power and authority to speak these things and that they still pray to me to, to make it happen if it's my will. Like, I'm just sitting up here with the power to do it, but they need to, to speak it into existence so I can do it. The Holy Spirit is in you. Amen? Got you all confused today. Speak abundance. It's the same thing of the speak blessing. Speak abundance over your life. It's not a prosperity gospel. That's me telling you, speak abundance over your life. I will not be poor. I will not live in poverty anymore. I'm going to do this. Lord, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to walk this way, and you're going to come with me through it. Let's go. Amen. Been doing that 40 years. Speak forgiveness. You know that people need forgiveness? Everybody. Speak forgiveness to people. How many times have people done you wrong and you just, it just goes under the rug like no one wants to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, you know. It's okay. Speak forgiveness to people. I love you. It's okay. I forgave you for that long ago. Don't let that be an obstacle between us ever again. Speak forgiveness. Speak peace. Speak peace. If there's chaos in your home, you know what you need to pray? Peace be here in Jesus' name, amen. Or you could do it this way. Lord, if it be your will, these guys are driving me crazy. I really wish you would come and do something. But I'm going to sit back with all my power and authority and just throw it up in the air to you. Peace in my house, in Jesus' name, amen. I spoke peace. You sit down and shut up and you go over there. We're done. I'm the peacemaker. Speak peace. Sometimes you got to use your power and authority. Speak the word again and again. Speak the word again and again. Building your faith. Feed your spirit. Speaking the word. Speak the word again and again. Confess God's worth in uh, confess God's word in faith, folks. My closing my closing uh, argument here. In order to reach a place where you begin speaking the word over every situation. Remember I said I'd have an answer for you? Here's the answer. In order to reach a place where you begin speaking the word over every situation, you will need to work on mastering the first two habits that we've talked about.
When you put God's word in your heart and you read it on a daily basis, speaking the word over any situation will become a knee-jerk reaction. Amen? Because if you watch Narcos on Netflix all day on Saturday and someone says something to you at the grocery store, your first response is not, be healed in the name of Jesus. You're like, I'm going to get El Chapo on this fool. <laughs> you remember what I talked to you guys about? What are you hearing? What are you exposing yourself to? If you're reading the word daily, if you're reading your word and you're doing it daily and you're putting God's word in your heart, speaking God's word over situations will become the knee-jerk reaction. What is your knee-jerk reaction to good or bad? Don't answer, just think about it. This means you will react with an automatic, predictable response in faith. Put the word in your heart, read it daily, and speak it. And when things come up in life, you're going to have a knee-jerk reaction. Get up and walk in the name of Jesus. Because you know what the knee-jerk reaction is if you watch Narcos all day and you don't read the Word of God? Oh, that guy's going to ask me for some money. Let me look over here. You don't even acknowledge this person. Right? We don't even want to hear it. But if we're entrenched in God's word and we understand love and compassion and forgiveness and healing and blessing and who God is, we would not ignore this person. We'll tell them we don't have money and we'll heal them. We won't ask God to hopefully heal him in his will. We'll just heal him. You have that power and authority, guys. When was the last time we used it? Honestly. We have the power and authority to pray and fill every one of these seats. Will you use it? You have the power and authority to speak blessing and life over your spouse. Will you use it? You have the power to speak life, blessing, abundance over your children. You have it living inside of you. Will you use it? All right, guys, that, that ends week three. So week one was feed your spirit. Week two, build your faith. Week three, speak the word. Next week, we're coming with another habit. Is everybody ready? Yep. Controlling your thought life. Oh, I have an announcement. Oh, no, I don't have an announcement. Cam, does. Cam. Guys, give Cam a second. He's going to come on up here and share something with you folks. Monday night youth. This is our Monday night youth. They're going to make an announcement to you.
They're going to make an announcement to you. But before they do, we are going to pray. Yes. And Johnny. Johnny's youth? Johnny's youth. I love our Monday night group. He's very youthful. Our Monday night group meets every Monday. They're here at the church. If you've got teenagers, uh, high school age, uh, middle school, high school age, 6th to 12th grade, and you want a safe place for them, bring them out Monday night. Yay! Come on up here. Hold on to this a second. Okay. Lord, united we pray. I speak life, blessing, abundance, love, forgiveness, healing. I speak over the lives of our young adults right here. This is going to be our next generation, and I pray blessing, spirit-filled lives over every single one of them, Lord, that they're going to be serving you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, Cam's going to tell you what's going on for Monday, and he's going to make a quick announcement, and then we're going to close with that. Go on, Cam. selling chocolates like two dollars each for uh like right here there you go selling chocolate bars two dollars each for um trying to buy new activities for youth group uh, yeah Yes. How long are they selling them? How long? Well, okay, we're selling them until they reach their goal. That, that's it. So listen, guys, the, the, here's where we're at. We've got an old foosball table. We have a broke down uh, pool table that leans one way and is missing a leg. We're trying to make the activities for the young kids more exciting, right? They, want, they, they were the ones, they thought of this. They would like to have some new, exciting stuff. So... Elena reached out to me and said, hey, the kids want to start selling candy bars. What do you think? I said, that's a great idea. 
If you want to buy candy bars and help the kids out to help support this, let's do it. If you want to make a donation to help out with the kids, please do it. The goal is that they're going to keep going until they reach their goals to get the things they need. They can. This might run three weeks, three months, six months, doesn't matter, until we completely fund and help them blow that area out to make it the funnest place on a Monday night. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, if you want to donate candy for them to sell, that'd be great, too. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Okay. What she said. She asked the question, but they didn't hear. Okay, yes. If you're online and you want to make a donation, just uh, make it in the notes in the memo that you're making it for the youth. And we will take care of it. Yes. He said, uh, Mike asked if we can just give the money directly to them, yes. To Elena. Or Dale. It doesn't matter. Elena's, this is, this is Elena's gig. Everybody's getting involved. Everybody's rising up and leveling up this year. All right. Amen. Have a great Sunday, guys.